With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harbin, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, here with you for another episode of the BTSC flagship podcast, The Standard is the Standard. Joining me as always, my co-host, Lance Williams. Lance, how's it going? Awesome, Jeff. How are you? Hopefully you had a fantastic Father's Day. I'm trying to put my, my terrible Steelers number one dad, terrible towel. So that's how my day's gone. Got the fantastic mug earlier today. Steeler dad mug. Now, is that Terrible Town uh, new for you, or is that something you've had? No, this is a fresh one from today. Oh, very nice. It's a fresh one from today. So big up to my children for uh, hooking me up with the nice uh, Terrible Town. This one is like nice and soft and kind of lush. So I've been kind of just walking around with it all day. Trying to get some Steelers suerte. Steelers. Now we are going to talk. Well, we'll talk about Father's Day in a little bit, but happy Father's Day to anyone out there that might be listening. Uh, since 99, I think like 99% of our audience is the male variety. If you're a father out there or if you are around your father, make sure you wish them a happy Father's Day. Now let's get right into the news. If you looked at the title of this episode, it said over the course of, you know, not so much rookie minicamp because that's a different beast altogether in terms of the players attending. But really, when you look at the OTAs, phase three, and then the mandatory minicamp that wrapped up last week, there's a lot of talk about, you know, the Cleveland Browns and how they're the favorites in the AFC North. And the, some are saying that the Baltimore Ravens are be number two and that the Steelers are like the third best team in the division. And we're not even talking about the conference. We're not talking about, um, you know, the 
overall schematics of the NFL and favors to win the Super Bowl or anything like that. We're talking about just the division. And so everyone's saying underdogs, 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 underdogs. And the players, when you hear the responses to this, they fall under one of two different sides of this fence in, in this debate. The one side is we are we understand what people are saying. This is what Joe Hayden is saying. We understand what people are saying. We hear it. We understand that absolutely we are considered underdogs. So what we're going to do is we're going to cling to it and we're going to say, hey, you think we're underdogs? That's fine. We're going to play that to our strengths. Maybe a la the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles, if you remember, Carson Wentz got hurt. They were wearing the dog masks on the field, all that stuff. They, Joe Hayden and a couple others said, let's cling to it. Now, then you have Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger, on the other hand, was asked the same exact question. What do you think about being con construed or viewed as underdogs? And he said, look, people can say what they want, but we're still the Pittsburgh Steelers. We still have still six Super Bowls. Uh, we haven't been to the big dance in a long time, but we have faith in each other. We have faith in our teammates, and we have all the confidence in the world. Now, Lance, my question for you is, which side of the fence do you reside? Are you someone well, that just... thinks... Well, you, do well, you think you think this is something that they should cling to, or should they just say, like Ben Roethlisberger said, and you know what, we're still the Steelers? Let me give you my long well, – it's not going to be a long-winded answer, but let me give you my answer really quickly in two pretty quick points. First, to Ben Roethlisberger's comments, saying we're the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't know how much that means anymore when the Patriots – have dominated the NFL for the last 15 years. So it might mean more if you say we're the New England Patriots. And I know that's going to piss everyone off. Well, well hold on, hold on. Before you go any further, not many teams have, outside of the Patriots, that team up north, as we call them, not yes. many teams have had the amount of success, at least from a win-loss standpoint, as the Steelers in the past decade. Maybe the oh, Chiefs. Man, this is Pittsburgh. You know, we, we don't. We don't I count know. Lines, I know. But, you know, but I'm just. I'm you know, just, you know, okay. you, you, just so you know, come on. So if 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 this were Tom Brady taking that sentiment, and he said, "We're the Patriots," I I I fully believe what he was saying. But to Ben's point, they are the Steelers. It is the AFC North. And let me just break that down really quickly. You have Baker Mayfield a second-year quarterback in Cleveland in an organization that hasn't done diddly since people started saying diddly. And he talks too much anyway. You know, he almost got beat up by some teammates last week for messing around and having comments about Duke Johnson's money. They took him behind the woodshed and had to work it out. He talks too much. Then you got Lamar Jackson who couldn't hit the side of a barn with a football. Then it's the Bungles. <laughs> There's the bungles, man. So you know what it is. That's what Ben is saying. But he can't say it as eloquently as I. He's saying, look, man, those teams ain't one, especially Cleveland. The bungles suck. And the Browns, they the Browns. The Ravens, they got an option quarterback. They're running the veer. That's not going to work. We're still the Steelers. Give us the division. We're coming to take it. I, I guess I, I see what you're saying there with Roethlisberger. For me, though, I... I fall more on Joe Hayden's side of the thing. It, I, if the people don't, if hey, everyone, Maurice Jones Drew goes on NFL Network and he's listing wins losses for the upcoming year, and he looks at the Steelers' schedule and predicts them to be seven and nine, seven and nine lands. I'm the Steelers. I'm like, yes, everyone agree with him. 
every because let's just keep adding bulletin board material. Because if I'm Mike Tomlin and I'm in meeting rooms with my team, I'm bringing up all this stuff, at least in training camp, at least at the beginning of the year to get them motivated and fired up. Not that they should need motivation, but we know what that's like, Lance. We both coached. And so I would be like, look, this is what this guy's saying. No one believes in us. They think Antonio Brown's gone. Our offense is awful. They think Le'Veon Bell's gone. We don't have capable backs that can handle the job, even though they proved it last year. They say our defense is awful. They think that Steven Nelson's overrated. I could go on and on. And if I'm Tomlin, I'm listing every single one of those bullet points to get them fired up to rally the troops. And maybe that's just me because I was that kind of coach. I was the kind of coach that would look in the newspaper and find that quote and I would take it and I would copy and paste it into a word document and blow it up really big. And I would slap that sucker on the locker room door so that every single player that walked in that door saw it and said, Oh really? They said what? And it got the guys fired up and it worked. Yeah. I don't doubt that. I mean, I don't, I don't doubt that. That's great sense of motivation. If you want to post anything in that locker room, you should post the six teams that made the playoffs from the AFC and how they weren't listed in it. That should be the motivation if they want to be motivated about something. Forget what the rest of those teams say. I mean, again, Lamar Jackson, that's remember the Titans 2000 Veer offense. Come on, man. This ain't Friday night lights. Sunshine. Baker Baker Mayfield (laughs) thinks this is Friday night lights and he pisses people off every other week. Nobody even knows who the Bengals coach is. They stink. Excuse me, bungles. Let me let me let me get that right. Bungles. I mean, they they stink. I get where Ben is coming, but I also get where Hayden is coming. I mean, guys are motivated differently. Um, you know, some guys I would be stroking both fires. Yeah. You know, I'd be trying. I'd be stroking both fires. I'm throwing logs into both stacks. Whatever gets guys motivated. But I would have the standard is not nine and seven. That might be my theme. <laughs> that might be my theme that I put on the locker room. Obviously, the standard is not nine and seven. Yeah, and you're yeah, because that nine, six, and one last year felt like uh nine and seven. That yes, tie in week one felt like a loss. You could have that on a shirt. The standard is not nine, six, and one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is not the standard. But, you know, I mean, I, I think the funny thing is, is some people, when I say people I'm talking about, fans are constantly saying, like, you know, ah, well, it doesn't matter. These guys listen to this stuff. They hear what people are saying. They see what writers are writing. I've had actual Pittsburgh Steelers email a writer of mine literally saying, how dare you put this out there about me? And that player is still on the Steelers right now. Nice. And I'll give you a nice. hint. He's an outside linebacker not named TJ Watt. Oh, Dud. Yes. Dud, Dud got sensitive? <laughs> he got nice. real sensitive. <laughs> nice. I mean, nice. He, went, he was like, he even th- told the writer to come down to the UPMC Rooney <laughs> sports <laughs> complex to talk, nice. to talk about it. So I'm, I'm not naive enough to say. <laughs> that these players don't read websites like behind the steel curtain. I know for a fact that people do. We had an interview with Charlie Batch a couple years ago. One of my writers was able to track him down. And he said that absolutely they read behind the steel curtain.com. And uh, that doesn't mean that they gush over every word of every article, but they pay attention on Twitter to see that what's going on. I know several players follow us on, on Twitter. So 
yeah, they read, they hear this stuff, they see what people are talking about. So I'm not going to believe, you know, the whole, well, we don't <laughs> listen to that stuff. Yes, you do. Yes. You <laughs> Maybe do. they leave me alone because I'm on the West Coast. They know they can't get to me, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, it's probably because if they're going to do something, it's probably just going to be read something. They're probably not going to listen to a podcast. So that wouldn't be shocked. Nice. Um, great. So. Oh man, they wanted to take. They wanted that work. I need that five minutes, man. I need. I need five minutes with you. Yeah, I need five minutes. We need to discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that video. Um, so okay, so we 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 both see that there's benefits of this underdog, you know, mentality, so to speak. But um, it's one of those situations where it doesn't really matter which side you reside on. Now, um, switching gears a little bit here. Uh, I, I looked at the calendar, and they're about 40, 40 days now away from training camp. And every now and then, there are players that might want a new contract that all of a sudden a team says, we're not going to be able to get a deal done. And so they cut ties with them. And they'll release them, and then they're, they're free game. Now, on a waiver wire, the Steelers would be around middle of the pack because if, if someone's on the waiver wire, obviously you put in a waiver claim for them and it gets goes down from the worst team last year to the best in terms of who is able to actually get that player. Lance, this isn't about specific players, but if there was a position that you are saying, this is the position that if I, if, if let's say all these different positions have a player come available, which is a really crazy scenario, but still it's what we're going to talk about. What would be the pair the, the most paramount position for you, the most, the biggest position of need that you would want to add to in free agency? Because I've done two pods on it, on the offensive side of football, I would say tied in. I think they need a veteran tied in behind Vance McDonald. And I think they need a safety. I think they need a veteran safety behind the, four, the fourth year and a second year player. They need some more depth at that position because behind the two starting safeties, you really don't have depth at the quality depth, I should say, at that position. So it would definitely be tied in and safety for me. Which one trumps the other? You can only choose one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. I'm going to say tight end. Really? I'm going to, you know, it's funny. Like, I typically, you know, as an older dude, you know, Steelers, still curtain defense, all that good stuff. We know defense wins championships. You know, still to me, the number one priority in this team is replacing the 15 touchdowns. So you have to bring in depth to be able to do that. So you always got to have quality playmakers for Ben because they got to replace those 15, those 15 touchdowns. That's three and a half points per game. So I'd lean to the offensive side of football. Okay. Um, it's tough. I, I definitely agree that it's between those two positions, tight end and safety, but picking between the two is really difficult. Um, I think I would go with tight end as well, just because I feel like it's safety, they have more options, even if it's a younger player like Marcus Allen. At tight end, the cabinet is literally bare. I mean, it's Vance McDonald, Xavier Grimble, which no one that I talk to who is in their right mind is absolutely just 
super pumped about. And Mark Gentry, the rookie from Michigan. <laughs> like that's it. That's it. I actually expect them to add a tight end somehow before the season starts. Um, I don't think it's going to be a high profile player, but I do think I expect them to still make a move at the position. There's no way, in my opinion, that they can just, yeah, we're good. But I said that last year about outside linebacker. There's no way they're going to just run with three. And there we were, Anthony Chicolo, the only backup to Bud Dupree and TJ Watt. So would you th- would you say that, um, I guess, would you say that, do you think they'll make moves? Because they've made a lot of moves recently in the past few years, right before the season. When you think about Joe Hayden, you think about Vance McDonald as two, the, probably the most current examples. Do you think that they're still looking for a, a move to make, or do you think what they have is what they have? I think they'll make a move. I think they're going to aggressively look for it. I think when you have a quarterback that's, what, 37-38 on his last deal with about, what, four, three to four years left, I mean, you just don't know how long that guy is going to be good. You don't want to be rolling the dice with a quarterback that's in his 40s. So I think it's go mode. I think they have to be really aggressive. Now, I'm not saying you blow up your whole entire plan, but I say it, but I think you should alter it in a sense that you have to, there, there is more urgency. And, and I think your free agent plan has to address that. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Okay. Uh, let's go to now an article that's going to be written. To, it's actually already written. It's going to be published tomorrow and this is recorded on Sunday. So it's going to be uh, obviously published on Monday. And that is an article basically saying who was the best backup quarterback in Steelers history. Now, Lance, your history dates further back than mine. You're older than I am. That is not a slight or anything. That's just fact. That's fact. Anyone that listens to the show knows that. Um, and so if you dig back into the old treasure chest of your mind and think about who's the best backup quarterback, before we do that, how would you label a good backup quarterback like what is the criteria for you when you're making this decision i I think the classic criteria or the one that i've heard the most was a quality backup can win you four games okay but i think i'd pare that down maybe to two right now if a backup quarterback can get you through two games get you two wins anywhere between two and four that's a quality backup you know that's a guy that can salvage and save your season and, okay. uh, you know, as, as we look at the list, you know, I wanted to make some jokes by like saying Jim Miller, uh, but I don't think anyone likes Jim. Miller. It's funny, man. I, I searched Jim Miller just to see his stats. So I typed in Jim Miller. You know, you're bad as a player when you type in Jim Miller and the UFC fighter comes up. I had to do like Jim Miller, NFL Steelers. It's like <laughs> three searches to find Jim Miller. I mean, you know, I go back to Bubby Brister, Mark Malone. Mark Malone was probably the most athletic guy, but he wasn't really a backup. He was the starter. He was just a bum. Uh, They've had some bums as backups. So I'm going to think the best backup was Charlie Batch. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh's own. What about, um, yeah, what was it? uh, What was his first name? Gillum, the backup Terry Bradshaw. He took the starting job at one point. Yes, yes, Joe Gillum. He he could throw the football. I've seen some footage of him. Yeah, yeah, Joe, yeah, but I mean, you know, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with C Batch. I mean, anytime you can go to Baltimore on the road when the Ravens were the Ravens. Oh man, what a game! And, and go win that game. That game was so epic. 
I Charlie Batch was in my password for my computer for years. <laughs> for years, Charlie Batch was part of my password in my computer. The hug after that game, when him and Ben just embraced like brothers. At the end of that game, come on, man. Charlie Batch was my guy. Steel Valley High School, Pittsburgh's own. You gotta love, you gotta love Charlie. Charlie Batch. C-H-O-L-L-Y. Charlie Batch. It's, it's funny. I'm not gonna disagree with that because I think he was probably the best, but some other names to think about. Um, some people in the live chat right now, if you're watching live on YouTube, um, you know. It, Byron left, which wasn't bad. I feel like Byron never really got the chance. There's that everyone remembers that uh, the Ravens game on, I think it was Sunday Night Football. They were in the Bumblebee jerseys and he ran the football. Remember, like 50 some yards and he got hurt as he entered the end zone. That was, <laughs> that was bad. They ended up losing that game. But um, Byron left, which is one. I, Tommy Maddox is another one. People forget that he was a backup yeah. quarterback. Won him a lot of football games. The Tommy Gun era. People didn't like it, but they won football games. Uh, Tommy sling it. Let me ask you, Jeff. My memory is escaping me. Wasn't Tommy the quarterback when they lost? Uh, what was that? That terrible game against Houston when Houston had seventy-five yards of offense but still beat the Steelers. Was yes. that? Yes. 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 He was the quarterback. Yeah. That's disqualifying that was... forever. That's disqualifying. <laughs> it was also Tommy Maddox was also the quarterback that. Uh, came in against the Jaguars. You remember that game at home and he fumbled the football and all they did use. <laughs> yes. Those are disqualifying. So you have to take, <laughs> you have to take that guy up the bad memories. And I immediately regret bringing up Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, mean, I, I mean, I got to call a spade a spade. Tommy was, <laughs> he could sling it, but he also sucked. I Dennis Dixon. Wasn't yeah. wasn't awful. He came in the year that Ben was suspended, if you remember, and he yeah, actually but I'm won biased a couple against games. Dennis Dixon because he went to the University of Oregon. And I hate the Ducks. Oh, well then there you go. Okay. No, I, I hate awesome Pac twelve conference out there. He was awesome for Oregon, though. He was. <laughs> no, he was. Yeah. He, he was awesome was, for Oregon. That was back in the heyday when they were really paying players to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, well, they, you know, they still do not just as much inflation, you know, inf inflationary dollars. Inflation's a mother. Um, so someone says Michael Vick. That's a joke. They're joking. They've got to be joking. That's like saying Brian St. Pierre. Uh, no. So, <laughs> Ron Mexico. Ronnie Mexico. That's right. Pablo um, Guadalajara. <laughs> okay. So th the next thing I want to take, I want to talk about Father's Day a little bit because uh, we're both fathers. Lance, you have three children, correct? Correct. I have five, as most people know, uh, all under the age of 10. Um, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. Uh, anyways, uh, not talking about my basketball team currently, but I wrote an article today, and I always bring this up because I think it's a good talking point. It's my letter from the editor article, and today's was about how the brainwashing has been going on for 10 years now. Now, I live in the state of Maryland, and if you haven't figured it out yet, geographically, the people in Maryland don't tend to get along with people that root for Pittsburgh teams. Uh, there's the Ravens. There's the Capitals. Obviously, big rivals against the Steelers and the Penguins, of which, of course, I root for both of those teams as well. Um, they get a lot of this stuff. Where they, and my kids are Pittsburgh people. 
because that's all they get. You know, I give them right. new penguin stuff, new pirate stuff, Steeler stuff, and they get a lot of harassment from adults in our family and at school. And it's hysterical but when they say that, oh, are you sure you don't want to be a Ravens fans? And my kids, all the response is always the same. Ew, that's the Ravens stink. And they'll put their thumbs down. And I <laughs> very proud, very proud moment as a father. And then they'll say, oh, you're brainwashing your kids. And I always say the same thing. Well, hell yes, I'm brainwashing my kids. I don't want them growing up and being a Ravens fan. But to me, and to tie this into Father's Day, it comes down to me about um, a bond with, like the bond that I have with my dad and my brother over Pittsburgh sports. It's something we still follow to this day. We still talk about regularly. Um, We don't do it as much anymore now that I have five kids, but it used to be every Thursday. (laughs) You're busy. Yeah, very busy. (laughs) Every Thursday, we would call each other and we would talk about the upcoming Steelers game. And it would be like our scouting report. And we would talk about the breakdown and what we think is going to happen. And here's this and here's that. And what about this? What about that? And it's just it's just tremendous. Some of my greatest memories uh, of surrounding my father and my brother are surrounding surrounded by Pittsburgh sports. Now, Lance, uh, people call me a brainwasher. Yeah, I'm a brainwasher. But at the same time, I'm also brainwashing my kids to enjoy golf because I love to golf. My dad golf, right, my family exactly. golf. I don't see a difference there. Um, it's about creating a bond with your kids. But nonetheless, you raised your kids the right way. What is their fanhood in terms of Steelers? And, you know, do they buy in? I know that you're a big guy, big fan of it. So what, what do you think? What for me, it's not a brainwashing, you know, it's it's just it is what it is like. It's just there's no way they that they could avoid it. They don't really like football that much, but they know that they don't root for other teams. Like the only other team that they could possibly root for is their mother's team. 49ers. 49ers, Because she is from San Francisco, just like I'm from Pittsburgh. So it so I give them that. Right. We we kind of share it at times. But they know what it is. I mean, they know that they can't root for any other team. Like, you know, they just know it's all Pittsburgh. Right. It's all Steelers. They know what it is. It's, you know, it's not like I had to convince them. They just know what it is. It's Steeler talk all the time. They see me do it. Everybody, all their relatives wear Steeler stuff. They've been to Pittsburgh. They just know what it is. They eat, drink, and breathe it because it's all around them. Yeah, and so the, I'm entering. My your kids are older than my kids. Um, my, I'm entering the age now where my kids are starting to learn things about the teams. Um, they're able to like my my kids know that Big Ben's number seven, and they know that that's the jersey that I always wear. And my son has two jerseys now of his favorite players. His favorite player that it's the first player that he has ever owned that he that he's owned jerseys, but he's never really known the player. The, his favorite player is James Conner. He loves James Conner. That's all he talks about, nice. James Conner. And he wears his number 30 jersey all over the house, and he's a, <laughs> and we're throwing football in the yard, and he's like, Dad, you're Big Ben. I'm James Conner. And so I'm like, all right, James Conner rolls out. I'm you know, doing my Bill Hillgrove impersonation. <laughs> he throws it deep, and touchdown soon. He goes nuts. I'm entering that age where I remember where I was. You know, And it was me. It was Barry Foster. I don't know what it was about Barry Foster. He wasn't even with the team long. But I was number 29 in seventh grade football because of Barry Foster. And um, I just, it, it's you it's really cool to experience. And so I wanted to touch on that as Father's Day is here. We both have kids, how we're raising our kids. I call it the right way. Um, but the people, only way. <laughs> it's the only way. That's it's right. Not the right. It's not the right way. It's the only way. Is there another way to do it? Like, well, like, yeah. I mean, my like, oldest. My oldest daughter asked me one time, Dad, what if I rooted for the Ravens? And I said, Well, do you like living in this house? And do you, 
<laughs> what? What? Like, I, huh? I didn't hear you. I said, uh, I said, yeah. Did you enjoy eating food? Do you enjoy like, a house, a roof huh? over your head? Like, I said because like, huh? if- <laughs> no. Who? So yeah. So, we don't say that name in the house. No, no, like, no. like we don't we don't say that name in the house. Like that that's never mentioned. But no, I mean there's only one way. I'm trying to think. The funny thing about my family is, you know, everybody likes the Steelers, everybody loves the Steelers. Uh, but we 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 love defensive players. So when guys had when, when family members had shirts and jerseys, nobody had offensive guys. Really? We all had defensive guys. See, I, well, it, I can't speak for my family. Defense. I can't speak for my family, but for me, I've always leaned, just like on this show, I've always leaned toward offense. And I don't know why, because I, I like defense. I, I But when I played, I wasn't the type of guy who was about to get his nose and all that stuff. Just give me the football and let me run. You know? <laughs> well, my family is, is overly aggressive uh, and with the high pension of flying out of control and emotionally just just snapping during a uh, pressure field football situation. I've seen fights break out, arguments, all types uh. of stuff. So that's the kind of house I grew up in. You know, my family in Manchester watching games. It was like, look, man, um, shut up or it's on. Like, like, like no bragging. Like they just laugh. Like, no. That might be a fist fight. You're getting slammed on your head. If you were laughing at the Steelers' loss, you need to take that outside and go home and laugh. That might have get hurt. That might have been the worst feeling ever. We wouldn't have parties growing up unless it was a playoff party. And if they lost in the playoffs, that was it was sickening. Like everyone's just there, sitting there, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, this sucks." And people would be like, "Yeah, that's it. We're leaving." And I'll never forget uh, the the game against the Browns in the wild card round. I want to say it's two thousand. Um, where Tommy Maddox was the quarterback and they came back and Chris Fumatu Mafala scored on the screen to win the game. That was against Kelly Holcomb, who threw for over, yes. threw for over 400 yes. yards in the snow at Heinz Field. That was 2001, I'm sorry. That was the first year for Heinz Field, I think. And um, my dad's buddy came over and we were watching the game and he had his little cooler of Iron City and he was sitting there and he's yelling screaming and he almost left. He almost left. They put playing that bad. He, he's freaking bums. I can't stand these guys. My dad's like, Russ, you got to stay. You got to stay, Russ. You can't leave. We need you. We need you, man. And he stayed. And all of that, it was, it was a great time. It was a great time. Hey, man, I've seen numerous tables flipped, uh, stuff thrown at people. Uh, I mean, I've seen all types of stuff in relatives' house with Steeler losses. <laughs> like, it's just been that. Just absolutely funny. I had a migraine during that game. Um, I was sitting in my den with a bad, with a bad migraine, and uh, I remember waking up and uh, watching that epic comeback for them to win that game. Have you ever broken anything while watching the Steelers game? I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, no, I've thrown stuff. What, is, thrown. what is the most solid item that you've thrown? Is it because uh, pillows don't count? You throw a pillow, it's a pillow, unless you're hitting something. 
Uh, I've kicked beer stools, beer stools. <laughs> I've thrown like, um, you know, like the, the, <laughs> the thing of beer snacks in a bar. Like I've thrown that. You threw and, this uh, in a public place? Yeah. Oh, like my God. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Um, that was the Patriot game, the 2001 game. Uh, well, yeah. I, 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 I flipped out. I flipped out, was throwing stuff in the bar, got a migraine, and I slept like the next 17 hours. <laughs> I've never thrown. I've, I've thrown. Um, I remember chucking my phone into the couch one time, and that was it. Uh, I do remember after the loss in the playoffs to the Broncos where we got T-bowed, um, I went out, my wife, because that was an early game, I think, or it might have been later, I don't know, but my wife said, hey, can you take the trash out? And I was like, well, that's fine. I'm pissed off anyway. So I'm walking outside. It's the middle of January. It's freezing cold. And I see that on my mailbox is a Steelers mailbox cover that I was given a couple years back and now I'm just looking at this thing and it's faded and it's kind of starting to fall off and I'm all pissed off anyways. And I'm like, I'm going to take this freaking thing off right now. I'm going to rip this thing <laughs> off and throw it in the freaking trash where it belongs. And I went to rip that thing off and it was so cold. That thing didn't budge. And I thought I ripped my hand open and I was like, I can't even take the stupid mailbox cover. <laughs> it stayed on for several more years and I learned to calm myself down over a game that I have absolutely zero control over. So. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I stopped going to sports bars as a result. I mean, the last time I've really gone to a sports bar to watch a game, I almost got into a fight with Steeler fans. That's how bad it was. That was the eight turnover game against the Browns. I almost got into a fight with Steeler fans. So I was like, look, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. I, I, I can't catch a charge. No, I'm not getting no, paid. No way. Exactly. I can't, I, can't do it. I can't be that dumb guy that's on local media fighting with fans from the same team. That's yeah, just... I, I can't do it because I remember one year, it was right before I got married. So it was the 2000 and um, let's do the math here, Jeff. It was the 2007 NFL draft. And I'm, I'm at this bar that's also a Steelers bar with my brother. He had just gotten suited for his, his set up for his tux, and I bought him lunch at this bar, and we're watching it, and I'm listening to these Steeler fans, and they're just yelling and screaming and say, they're, it's, I don't care if you yell and scream, but they're saying stuff that's so incorrect, and all that, and I just couldn't take it. I said, I'm never going to come back to a bar like this. I'm just going to watch at my house. I get the Sunday ticket. I watch every game. I like to watch with just my family and a few friends if I, if I choose. I kind of like to be alone. And my wife will often take the kids and go to the grocery store during football games so that I can just be, let me just take it all in. When you come back, everything's over with. Whatever had happened, happened. So there you go. So, all right. Um, is there anything that you, um, anything you else wanted to add? I mean, it's not, I haven't had a long show, but I don't think it's necessary. It's, it's the dog days, man. This is the, that month off where there's no football. I just want to say happy Father's Day to all fathers out there. You know, all the fathers you know, deceased fathers, people who've lost their father. Happy Father's Day to those guys. Happy Father's Day just to all the fathers out there that's being fathers and being dads and being positive role models. And also a happy Father's Day to guys who are being positive role models and dads for people whose dads aren't stepping up. So happy yeah. Father's Day to those guys, to the uncles, to the stepdads, to the really close friends, to the uh, 
you know, the extended family dads, to all those guys, to all the men out there that are providing positive role models for kids and for people out there and, and, and make it a difference. So kudos to all you guys. Absolutely. Happy Father's Day. I can't, I couldn't have said it any better myself. I will say this. And if you listen to our show, the other, I guess it was our, I was actually on my burning question show. Lance knows this because I texted him this and I, I said it and I'll say it again. It, out of all the SB Nation podcasts, NBA, MLB, NHL, NFL, mixed martial arts, we were seventh out of all of them. And there's a lot of them. There's 32 NFL podcasts alone, and we're seventh out of all of the sports. And so I want to thank the listeners, first and foremost, for just listening, uh, being a part of it. But if we want to get higher. We want to be better. And so the one thing is that not only share it, because if you're listening to this, I guarantee you know someone else that's a Steelers fan. And just say, hey, man, have you ever checked out this podcast? They do five shows a week. And it doesn't have to be on YouTube. If they like to just listen to an audio platform, just, hey, anywhere you get your podcast, just search The Standard is the Standard, Behind the Steel Curtain, Steelers, you'll find us. And, you know, we want to get to number one. We want to put out the best content. If you have a suggestion for something that, you know, hey, I think this would be pretty cool, shoot me an email. My email's all over behindthesteelcurtain.com. Find an article that I wrote, click on my name underneath the article, and you'll get all the information you need. Send me an email and give me an idea, and we'll see what we can do. Uh, we're already working on some interviews uh, during this time off, um, trying to get some, trying to pull some strings. I know we're definitely going to have Chris Carter on the show at some point to talk about the Steelers in the upcoming season. But if you have ideas that you think would be cool content, I'm never one to just shun it. I'll listen and we'll see what happens. But you know what? We want to be higher. Seven's great. We're going to get seven this year, but we want to be higher. Let's get to number one. That's our goal. So we'll still be here even in the off season, no matter what, rain or shine, no off days for us. So thank you very much for listening. Lance, thank you for your time. Why don't you send us off? Remember, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. Amen, brother. We'll see you next week for another episode of The Standard is the Standard. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.